Hi, I'm Monica Hallen and this is my podcast, Let's Talk Money. Every Friday, a new episode will drop that gives you a snapshot analysis of one money-related topic that has meaning in your life. And then I answer your money questions. My hope is to put you on the path to financial stability and freedom. So, let's talk money. I wish I could do two things. One, personally help out all of you who reach out to me for help with your financial planning. But you know, I don't practice commercially and I prefer to stay in the education and literacy work, which I think personally is broader for me than helping a few hundred clients. Two, you ask me to recommend a planner, somebody that they could trust. Now, I know several planners, but don't you think it'll be a conflict of interest to recommend one over the other? So I'm going to do the next best thing. I will give you a way to find the planner that works for your needs and somebody that you can trust. But let's understand what the market looks like. There are two kinds of intermediaries in the market. And I'm going to stay here with mutual funds because the other part of the market is largely insurance agents who look after their commission interest rather than your interest. So I will stay with the mutual fund industry. So you have two kinds of intermediaries here. One is a mutual fund distributor and the other is called an investment advisor. They are called registered investment advisors, RIAs. And the mutual distributors are called MFDs, mutual fund distributor. A mutual fund distributor can give advice which is contingent to selling of the fund to you. Okay, so it doesn't give you wall-to-wall advice. This advice is contingent on the product she is selling. In many cases, I have noticed that mutual fund distributors give a full financial plan and there are distributors who are extremely good. What you need to understand is that these distributors don't get directly compensated by you. They are given a trail commission by the mutual fund company, by the asset management company. And this comes out of the total expense ratio that you pay every year. This is invisible because it gets deducted every year and you get your return as shown by the net asset value. You don't pay anything directly to the distributor. The RIA, the Registered Investment Advisor, is a higher level of responsibility than a distributor. And his main role is to look after your full financial life and then advise across the spectrum of all the financial products, of borrowings, of insurances, of your financial and tax decisions. The RIA is compensated directly by you and does not get a commission from the mutual fund. So that's a crucial difference. You write a check out for an advisor and not for the distributor. So where do you find these people? A website for the registered investment advisors that has the names and the contact details of all of these can be accessed at www.ariya.org.in This will be there in the show notes. And there's another place where you can get a list of all the financial professionals which are out there. That is members.networkfp.com Again, this will be in the show notes. Also, there are execution-only platforms, which means you can go there directly on an app or online and buy the products without any need of an intermediary. You don't need a distributor. You don't need anybody else. This road is useful for smart investors who can manage the decisions and the portfolios themselves. 
how do you choose one of this look you should choose a finance professional the way you choose a doctor or a lawyer ask your friends and the family for recommendations interview at least 3 people before you decide on trusting one person or firm some of the good signs of a financial planner are that they are more interested in your life story in your goals and your larger financial picture rather than just the money you want to invest they are not so focused on the return but they are focused much more on managing risk last and not the least let me make a plug for my own book read let's talk money and if you find the advice from your finance professional going very much against the basic rules set out in the book run look for another planner financial planners have today become a very important service provider as the complexity of the market has grown and you must spend the time needed to find one that works with you and your value system and let's open the questions bag may what do we have this week gautam kuluru from guntur in andhra has a question he says so far i've been investing without any active goal however now i've narrowed down my goals to a car and a house retirement which will cost me approximately 1.5 to 2 crores according to the current market value i'm not looking to retire early though how do i make an optimal plan with existing investments in a tax efficient way thanks monica gautam your story is a story of most people we know we need to save and invest and begin doing it as a matter of first just tax saving it's only when the investable amounts get larger than the amount needed for the deductions that we begin to think about a strategy but strategy is something i see lacking from most of the portfolios that i look at i see products without a central story that defines the need for these products in the portfolio there'll be bits of many products but no common theme to tie them together a lot of times the portfolios look that they've been bought on discrete pieces of advice over time and i'm delighted that you're beginning the journey towards your own goals because that's the right way to do it your first goal is your car you know i would like you to make a down payment rather than take a loan we need to keep loans small and within limits to less than 30% of our take home income you could start a car fund in a mutual fund and think of that as the money you're collecting for a car it'll be a equity fund if your goal is far away and less equity if your goal is nearby a conservative hybrid fund with 20 to 25% equity works very well for a goal that is within 5 years from today now the big one the home first you try and make at least a 20% down payment on the house and the rest you can take through a home loan see what you're paying as rent today and judge how much of an emi you can afford remember that you get a tax break both on the principal and the interest so do take that into account additionally get into a floater loan at the moment because interest rates are quite high now for your retirement you need to be putting away 20% of your take home how do you judge that you know i have a very rough rule of thumb if you are 30 years old today and have 0 rupees towards retirement then you save 30% of your take home and don't forget to include the 24% of basic that is already going as your contribution to the provident fund so when i say sometimes 30% it looks very large but you start collecting the money already being saved for example your pf 
the target becomes a little easier so save your age for retirement if you're 40 and you don't have a single rupee then you need to save 40% of your take home but usually the goals are not that steep because we do have some amounts of money saved over the years so the retirement pot is a very large commitment and it's very intimidating but what i have found is that regular systematic efforts get you there with very small amounts for example if you target a retirement corpus of 5 crore in 30 years you know how much it will take you a month right now just 12000 rupees if you invest in a 14% index fund that's it now you delay this by 10 years you need more but it's still only 46000 rupees a month but you delay by 20 years and you will need 2.1 lakh rupees a month equity is by far the most tax efficient route to wealth creation long term capital gains are taxed at 10% making it the best tax efficient route so gautam write back and tell me what you decided ratnesh parmani from surat asks i have read a lot of people talking about a retirement corpus for example 25x and so on can you elaborate on the indian context as most of the proven formulas are focused on the us context so can you explain in fire which stands for financial independence retire early in the current scenario ratnesh from surat how much the retirement pot should be is one of the toughest questions to answer one economist has called it the toughest problem of finance i'm going to give you two ways to think about this first is an expense related route and the second is an income related route first you need to estimate what your current annual spend is and you need to inflation index it to find what you will spend when you are 60 years old there are a lot of calculators online that will do this work for you you can also go to sebi's investor website www.investor.sebi.gov.in and check the calculators there so what we are trying to do is we are estimating what you spend right now we are inflation indexing that to the annual spend at age 60 you need an amount that is 26 times that number for a large enough retirement pot that lasts you for the next 35 to 40 years i must explain at this moment that this range of the retirement corpus the multiplier is between 18 to 35 times here is how assume that you plan to eat up even all of your capital by age 100 and have no funds at all left over so at age 100 your money goes to zero now you need only 18 times of your annual expense at age 60 as a corpus however if you want to leave your entire capital to your kids then you need 35 times of your annual spend at age 60 i prefer to take a midway number of 26 times of your annual expense at age 60 to target and you have asked you know how do we fix these numbers i must tell you that i have done the number work myself i have assumed inflation return inflation during retirement and then come to these ratios so they work in the indian context i have overestimated inflation i have underestimated return and i have given you a life of 100 years the multiplier of 26 should work just as well for you so let's do some numbers if you spend 12 lakh today and you have 20 years to retirement and the annual inflation is about 5% then you will need 32 lakh a year at age 60 multiply that by 26 
and you get an 8.3 crore corpus to target. Once you include your existing PF and other investments, a good steady index fund will get you there. So that is your expenditure route. The second route is your income route. And this is a rough rule of thumb. See how it applies to you. At age 40, you should have three times of your annual income. So from your tax statement, you know what your annual income is through all sources. It should be three times of that. That should be your corpus by age 40. By age 50, you should have six times of your annual income. At age 60, you should have eight times of your annual income. And that is the amount that you have in your pot when you retire. Whatever method you use, remember that at age 60, you're planning for another 40 years. My advice is to think already of a second career so you can keep earning in current rupees as long as possible. Upgrade your skills, go into the new technologies, keep ahead of the skill curve. Old age without money is a very sad affair and I hope that you will begin early and be well-funded in your old age, Ratnesh. Venkatesh Kashyap from Hyderabad asks, when do we redeem mutual funds? It might sound like a silly question, but I really want to understand when exactly is the right time to redeem them. I know that this money compounds over a 10 to 15 year period of time and gives great returns, especially when we invest in equity mutual funds. Obviously, if we're investing based on a goal such as a vacation, it makes sense to redeem them after two to three years. But if not, then when is the ideal time? Also, how can we make mutual funds work for us during our retirement? Venkatesh, you've asked a really important question. Few people think about an exit from an investment. And as you rightly point out, once a shorter term goal of a vacation or vehicle is reached, that investment is liquidated. But what about the longer term ones? I think of them as a fruit pairing tree that I never have to cut. I personally spend a lot of time in fund selection and portfolio construction in deciding my asset allocation. Once this is done, I invest in what I call forever funds. I can pluck the fruit when I want and I leave the tree to grow on and I hope to pass it on to the next generation. A strategy for retirement that you're asking, again, the one which is very efficient is a concept of laddering. What does that mean? Keep 10 years of eating money, expenses, in a low-risk debt fund or a bank deposit. This is money you don't take risk of. The rest of your capital you continue in your equity funds, right? In 10 years, it should have doubled. Every 10 years, redeem what you will need for the next 10 and let the rest carry on. Because remember, inflation doesn't stop and you need your corpus to keep growing. If you put your entire money in a debt product, like a fixed deposit, your capital doesn't grow. So I like to use the concept of laddering to keep a portion of my capital in equity funds so that they continue growing while I have the next 10 years of expenses safe in a fixed deposit or a debt fund. So Venkatesh, remember that it's a trader mentality that thinks of booking profits and investing elsewhere. When you have a vehicle like an index mutual fund, which gives on an average 12 to 14% return in a year over the long term, it works to keep your money in the product and growing. I have to tell you, that investors who kept their money in some of the older equity funds have seen their lakhs grow to crores. So, don't think like a trader, think like an investor. Harvest what you need and let the tree keep bearing fruit Venkatesh. 
And that's a wrap for today. I enjoy answering your money questions. Remember, I don't look at individual portfolios. I don't recommend products. Look upon this space as a place to ask strategy questions, doubts, and just basic things that you might not understand. Each time you have a good money outcome, I feel that I have won. To make sure that you don't miss an episode, press follow and help your friends get money smart by sharing a link with them. You can reach out to me at mailme at the rate monicahallan.com. That's Monica with a K. Tag my social media handles at the rate Monica Hallen. And finally, remember that you should have money and money should not have you. So let's talk money again soon. Bye. Let's Talk Money is hosted by Monica Hallen. This is a Made in India production. Creative Director, May Mariam Thomas. Project Manager, Sean Phantom. Head of Audio Production, Karthik Kulkarni. Producer, Meghna Gulati. Sound Editor, Lakshman Parsuram. Artwork Design, by Alika Gupta.